Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Daniel Haviv is our producer today. Hope you had a happy Halloween last night. A lot of trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood last night. Uh, Today is a brand new day of a brand new month. It is also a brand new day for sports scene in that if you are a Cox Cable subscriber, you can now see sports scene on Cox Channel 6. So... I guess I better I better watch what I wear now, huh? I I, I can't wear, you know, shorts and a and a, and a tag in a bad T-shirt anymore, huh? I never do. But so anyway, that's kind of fun. So if you want to see uh, the show as well as hear it in our area, you can certainly do that. Daniel, go ahead and call Sierra. Uh, we're going to get one of our Gator grads here, Sierra Clark, who's working up in Arkansas at uh, KTHV uh, Television to talk about the Razorbacks. They've closed practices. Uh, they're, they're trying to salvage their season. Later on today, uh, we will also have the pleasure of talking to Russ Jackson. He's the new Santa Fe College women's basketball coach. Coach Stebbins, a longtime coach, is now the new athletic director there, so Russ is the new hire. Uh, Chuck Bell, the Buolts football coach, his team's having a phenomenal year. They'll play John Brantley's Trinity Catholic team to end the regular season. He'll be with us today. Tomorrow, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus Talks NFL. The uh, voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here. Also, Quinn Grovey from the Arkansas Radio Network. We'll talk more Razorbacks. Uh, and then Friday, Herm Edwards here to talk NFL. And uh, JY is going to be with us. Jacob Young, former Gator baseball player, made his big league debut uh, he's going to join us either tomorrow or Friday to talk about making it to the show. Speaking of the show, how about the Rangers last night? Whew, their one win. I, you know, it's funny. I turned the game on. It was 10 nothing. Like, what? It was 10 nothing in the third inning. Um, but their one win away. Dane Dunning, the former Gator, pitched an inning last night and did his job. Didn't allow any runs. All right. Let's bring Sierra here. Uh, always uh, glad to bring... Uh, Gator grads back, and of course, it helps. It's good for me because it's one of my former students that I uh, cherish having back here. So, Sierra, welcome. Uh, it's good to have you back. Yes. Um, thank you so much for having me today. I'm pretty excited to talk about Gators and Hogs. You know, it's been odd there, Sierra. As, as much criticism as Billy Napier has gotten from some of the fan base here. Uh, it's kind of fallen apart. I mean, Arkansas has not done well in the league, although they've been competitive. Let me start with that. In your view, uh, is there true heat on Coach Pittman? What is the level of patience with him and the program at this point? Oh, absolutely. The heat, the the seat is hot right now. It started getting hot um, probably around the Ole Miss game um, because it was another one-score loss game. And the Hawks just fired their offensive coordinator right after they lost to Mississippi State. It was a 
seven to three loss, which is ridiculous. Um, so that's when they fired offensive coordinator Dan Enos, and you know he had been at Arkansas before. He coached at Maryland as offensive coordinator. Um, he developed Tunga Vailoa, the younger Tunga Vailoa, over at Maryland, and then he had some experience in Alabama. So he he's been around, but his just offense just wasn't working with the Hogs, and so there was pressure. Somebody was going to get the boot, and so it had to be the offensive coordinator. And so, but yeah, the just with Pittman, you know, there was so much excitement around Sam Pittman uh, in twenty twenty, of course. That was his first season, the COVID year, and he won three SEC games, which was a huge step up from before in the Chad Morris era where they didn't win any SEC games and were blown, getting blown out by teams like Western Kentucky. And so then they had the Hogs brought in Pittman. Felipe Franks was their quarterback. Um, and then they brought they won some games, and so that COVID year, all SEC schedule was going to be tough. And then the next year, the 2021 season, when they made it to the Outback Bowl, they upset Texas. And then that was like, okay, like the Hogs are back. And then last year it was a 7-6 and six season, and then now the Hogs have yet to win an SEC game. So it seems like they had that high for a second. It was maybe a little too early. And then it's just been kind of been on a decline. And so people are not really happy with Pittman, and it's just mixed emotions because, you know, people like Sam Pittman. He's from eastern Oklahoma, so he's not – he's from near the area – um, he's kind of he has that Arkansas vibe to him and everything. He says things like, "I want to crack open a cold beer and all that," but that kind of stuff doesn't win you games. And so that's what people are kind of seeing now. Um, I understand. If I'm wrong, please tell me. He's closed practices. Uh, has he spoken to the media much? And if he has, what can we glean from anything that he said? So. At Arkansas, he has two media availabilities per week. So there's one on Monday and then one on Wednesday on Zoom. And then the players speak Tuesday. So it's still been pretty normal on the media availabilities that he's been having. As for practices, I'm in Little Rock, so I don't really get to go to them anyway. But, yeah, they don't really have the open practices as much. Um, and then um, from what he's saying in the press conferences, so it's kind of what I've implied from this week um, now that the Hawks are getting ready to play Florida, they had a bye week last week, and and that was around the week where they fired their offensive coordinator. But this week, um, he's been talking about how now they have their interim offensive coordinator, Kenny Guyton. He played uh, football at Ohio State um, in the 2000s, so um, a little bit of a more of a younger guy. And but it seems like the players are really rallying around him, and like the players are, he's been saying that the players are excited to kind of play for him and just see how they shake out the season you know it's interesting to me too uh if you look at arkansas's record it isn't good in the league but they've been competitive you know they played alabama tough and tuscaloosa played ole miss tough played lsu tough let's talk about where the team maybe has improved i, I think over the course of the seasons here it looks like the defense has gotten better would i be correct in saying that yes uh they have the new they have a new defensive coordinator in Travis Williams. He actually came from UCF. Um, he was the defensive coordinator there, and UCF had a great defense um, when he was there. Um, he's a really high-powered energy guy. Um, and like when, Last time I was at practice, this is like in fall camp, he's just running all over the field. The players seem to really like him, um, and so their defense has really improved under him. And like I've heard fans say that if they fire Pittman and his staff, they want Travis Williams to say just because of how well the defense has improved because last year 
Arkansas had the worst passing defense in the nation. It was terrible. And so now in the SEC, the Hogs are a little bit middle in the pack. And that game against Mississippi State when the Hogs lost 7-3, to I mean, it's like the defense is doing your job if you lose a game 7-3. to This is all on the offense right now. Um, so it, it's been a little bit of a bright spot to see that the defense is improving, but it's just frustrating. It's like the defense is doing well, but then the offense can't get it done. Our guest, Tierra Clark, uh, Gator grad, working now in television, KTHV television in Little Rock. Um, l- let me ask this question as well, Sierra, when it comes to Arkansas. K.J. Jefferson, I think a lot of people, when he came back, there were high expectations for the Arkansas offense. Obviously, that's not, that's not happened. How much of this is on Jefferson? How much of this is the talent around him? I think it's a little bit of both. It's with... He actually performed a lot better in the offense when Kendall Bryles was his offensive coordinator. Kendall Bryles is now at TCU. Um, and so it's just the way that KJ is able to kind of – in the Alabama game, that is when we saw KJ be the KJ Jefferson that we all know and love. Um, he's able to break tackles like crazy and um, just run the ball and throw, throw it, has a strong arm, but like – in these past other games, you know, he hasn't been making the best decisions. Um, he's been just, you know, kind of taking too long to throw the ball. Um, but then the offensive line also has just been a huge issue. Um, last year, the, again, the Arkansas offense, especially on the ground, was one of the best in the nation. Um, and now they can't get anything done on the ground. It's just the offensive line. And I guess it's a lot of it is, according to Coach Pittman, is it's a young offensive line, which there's a few underclassmen, but there's still quite a few upperclassmen. And Pittman was a great offensive line coach at Georgia. So that's why it's just frustrating to see that this offensive line can't do its job and protect KJ. When he's getting sacked like five times a game, it's, uh, it's, it's painful to watch. Last thing for you, Sierra. Uh, given where Arkansas, you know, Florida's playing to get bowl eligible. And Arkansas is playing to you know end their season on a high note. Do you think with the the bye week, the offensive coordinator being let go? If I said to you, what what is Arkansas's psyche coming to this game? Do you think they'll be ready to play? Yeah, see, the Hogs have to get bowl eligible. They have to win out, so they have to win all four games in the left of their schedule. So that's I could see that as a motivator for the team. Um, it's just uh, also there. It seems like the players are excited to play under this new offensive coordinator, KJ, and the offensive guys. They were saying, you know, we want to play for Coach Guyton. Um, Guyton's never called plays before, so I'm curious to see how this game is going to turn out. And it's also like we don't really have anything to lose. Arkansas has never won in Gainesville before, and it would just be a real kind of like excitement for the Hawks to do this and also for Sam Pittman to keep his job because for both teams, this is a big game. Um, obviously not for college football playoff implications, but for the Gators, it's, you know, they just came off of a tough one against Georgia, but they still they still want to get bowl eligible, but they've got a tough rest of their schedule, and you don't know how the rest of this schedule could end out. So for, for Florida, this is a really important game for them to win. And then for the Hawks, another important game just so they can – possibly somehow start that streak of hopefully winning out but this is a big important game for them to win just to show if even sam Pittman's going to keep his job all right uh work are you on where can people see your work twitter all that so they can find out what you're doing 
Yeah, Sierra Clark TV on Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Always appreciate your girl. Yep. Always appreciate your girl. I appreciate you doing it. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay, Sierra. Thank you. One of our grads, Sierra Clark, up, uh, working television up in Little Rock. 1214, time check brought to you by Hayes Chilowee, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Izzy McGarvey. Game 5 of the World Series takes place tonight in Arizona. In their ninth meeting of the season, the Rangers have the chance to clinch their first World Series title with a win over the Diamondbacks. Live coverage starts here at 7. Tonight in Gainesville, Gators women's basketball hosts Florida Southern in an exhibition game to open its 2023-2024 season. The Gators are searching for their first SEC title in program history this season. Also tonight, the high school volleyball playoffs are in full force. In the Class 4A tournament, Number one seed Bishop Moore hosts number two seed Santa Fe. The winner advances to the state semifinal. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Izzy McGarvey. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know, the purchase of a vehicle is a big deal. A lot of money. You want to purchase something that's you're going to like to drive and that's going to last you and hopefully be relatively maintenance-free. The people at Southeast Car Agency know that, and that's why they do their best to bring to their place of business the very best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. If you want a new vehicle, not the place to go. But the Cousins family has run this business for over 40 years, and they do have the best in these kinds of vehicles. Great selection, great variety, high-quality vehicles. You can test drive them yourself. The sales staff is there to help you, but never tries to hard sell you a vehicle, you can go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, or you can go online, secars.com, that's secars.com, and you can check out the vehicles for yourself. But when you go see them in person, by now, you know what to do. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. Information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin, don't you stop on the party. This is more, so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible sounds and hella nice. My crepe is always sucked. It's our party vibe. Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. 
college football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 6, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Okay, we will open up our Clear Sound Audiology phone lines, 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. And again, if you're just tuning in today, uh, a new day, a new month, and a new little perk for a sports scene and other programs here. You can watch us now if you're on Cox Cable, on Cox Cable Channel 6. So we are doing that now. So hello to everybody who is watching today and listening as well. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Rodney, or Rod, uh, says one more pessimistic email. And I warn you, it is pessimistic. I don't expect UF football to beat Alabama, Georgia, or FSU again in my lifetime. I don't know how old he is. And when Texas and Oklahoma join the league, I doubt we'll ever beat either of them for the next 10 years or so, likely longer than my lifetime. He's not just Napier, but he's shown little ability to call plays or have his team avoid critical mistakes. Those are coaching failures. And I expect him to continue, no matter how good his recruiting classes are. Yes, he's trying to build up our infrastructure and has made some progress, but without a clone of the young Urban Meyer taking over, we won't be in the competition. Napier will get fired when the mistakes continue through year three. We won't be able to hire the next wonder kind after he looks at our abysmal record with recent coaches. So what will be the point? We just add that many more years to our hopelessness, fear, Arkansas. That is pessimistic. Uh, Lucas says, I know we're in the middle of football season. My question for season has to do with basketball. How excited are you for the team? How good do you think they can be in year two under Todd Golden? Well, if you listen to Sports Scene on Tuesday, you will hear Todd Golden talk about his team with me. So that'll be coming up on Tuesday. Uh, but I think they have it. Look, look, they're picked to finish eighth in the league by the media, and I get that, right? But I'm pretty encouraged. 
they got to stay healthy. I think they're better than a year ago. I think they're bigger up front. I think they've got better shooters. I think they have more depth. Now, does that translate to you know winning and losing? I don't know. But I do think Golden's done a nice job of going in the portal and getting talent. Uh, A.P. Gator, hello. Yes, I, I want to give some. How you doing, Steve? Good. I, I want to give some optimism uh, to combat that. Okay. So these are facts. It may sound like excuses, but it's facts. And uh, these two things are facts. We just had a coaching change. That's a fact. Um, and with coaching changes, you lose experience no matter if the guys are experienced. So that's one fact, meaning that you have to teach them a whole other system and they have to learn it. So it's a, a, a small level of uh, um, unexperienced there. And also with the transfer portal, a lot of the guys that were older, they transferred out, you know, uh, let alone recruiting the the, the, the um the level of um, athleticism on our team is it was it wasn't very high under Dan Mullen. So I'm looking at unexperienced and people transferring out, meaning you're losing so much experience. And our team being a young team, you know, and this is what you get: you get a lot of mistakes in the Utah, Kentucky, and Georgia game. That's what you get, you know. So I, and with and with this statement, I want to put out: I'm very confident in the future of Florida football. Um, when I look at our roster, I see only one senior on our on our whole starting uh, twenty two, and that's Pearsall. I don't see any. Am I correct with that, uh, Steve? Uh, I think so. Yes. I, I see no other seniors, so it's a possibility that we have twenty one starters come back. And if so, as we finish this out, even if we only win one game and go six and six and play decent in the bowl, or if we can beat Missouri or you know, knock off Florida State, that's my hope, <laughs> knock off Florida State in the swamp, if we can have a significant victory for the rest of this season and return 21 starters, I see us being ranked top 10 coming in next year. Oh, no. With a, with, I, I, that's what I see with the roster we have. No. You know, because we lose we don't lose anybody. But but you're See? but I think you're taking a big leap there, AP Gator, because you're assuming, I think, that a freshman's gonna take a leap into being perhaps an all SEC player. And that that could happen. I'm not saying it can't, but that's a pretty big leap, especially with the schedule that Florida has to face. So what I mean by that is, when I look at the offense, if we return our running backs, we return our offensive line, which is played uh, mediocre, uh, but if we return those guys, we turn our running backs, um, and we return the, the weapons uh, on the outside, you know, uh, Wilson and to name a couple, you know, other Yeah, I got you. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm looking at our offense, you know, and then I'm looking at our defensive line. I think that's worthy for some people to consider Florida a top ten team returning, based off of what we've already done this year, and I and I put in into the equation a significant or a, a victory, you know, in the future. Meaning we we can do that with the teams that we have on our schedule. If we can, if we win two games out of out of these rest of this regular season schedule, 
I have confidence that people look at Florida and say, hey, maybe this is a, is a top 10 team coming in next year. Okay. AP Gator, thank you. Appreciate the call. I do not agree with that. You know, the guy who kind of blows up the um, the first-year struggle situation is a guy like Jeff Brom. Although, when he came in, I believe Louisville was 7-5 and five last year. And then uh, Satterfield left. And Brom's seven and one at this point. So, you know, he, you know, is the antithesis. But what I don't know about their roster is, you know, what was left over, how many guys came back, you know, how many guys they got in the portal. I don't know. But I mean, Jeff Brom has had immediate success at Louisville. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. We're going to switch topics and talk some hoops. The new Santa Fe College women's basketball coach is Russ Jackson. He'll join us next to talk about his team. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of Or Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking. So you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started Or Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text CLEAN to 3232 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment. And if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Tax the word CLEAN to 323232 to get started today. That's CLEAN to 323232. Total control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and fries. Every year, millions of people find a health plan at healthcare.gov during open enrollment. 
They enjoy more doctor visits. Say ah. Pick up prescriptions. Thanks. And find the care they need. With the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 a month or less with financial help. Enroll by December 15th for coverage starting January 1st. Healthcare.gov is here for millions like you. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, skies mostly sunny and getting quite gusty. Winds today between 15 and 20 miles an hour. Temperatures cooler than they were yesterday. Highs today only getting into the 60s. Overnight tonight, getting downright cold. Lows tomorrow morning in the mid-40s. Tomorrow afternoon, it'll be a little warmer. Highs in the lower 70s, and our breeze will continue. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Kevin Kugler here from Westwood One. Join Ross Tucker and me for Thursday Night Football to start NFL Week 9 when the Steelers host the Titans. Can Derrick Henry and Tennessee pick up a second straight win as they face T.J. Watt and the Pittsburgh defense? Or will it be the home team Steelers that get their offense on track to improve to 5-3 and three on the season? Find out on Thursday Night Football. Coverage starts Thursday night at 8, right here on WRUF. Set. Kill. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. By the way, thank you for all the texts and uh, emails about uh, being on Cable 6. Uh, we are working some of the bugs out, uh, but you can see us, and if you see anything uh, else, let us know. Well, uh, for a long time, Shanna Stebbins was the women's basketball coach at Santa Fe College. She's now the athletic director, so they had to go get a new coach. And they hired my next guest, Russ Jackson, to be the new coach. Russ, thank you for doing this, and uh, welcome, and let's talk about your team. Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Coach, uh, first of all, let folks know your background, where you came from, how you got to Santa Fe College. Uh, prior to Santa Fe, I was at, at uh, Florida A&M University, FAMU. I was the associate head coach for uh, two years, was assistant coach there for one, and then prior to that, I was at Daytona State College. Uh, on the women's side, so was very familiar with with uh, having to go against Santa Fe, and uh, we were fortunate to during my time there win one conference championship, but lose three others. So, <laughs> and we lost twice to Santa Fe and Coach Devin. So, uh, always had a lot of respect for her and and the program and the, the things that she did. And so, uh, when the position came open, it, although I was kind of nervous to come in behind a legend such as Coach Devin. I felt it would be a great opportunity for me. Yeah, that, I think, I, I would imagine, she knowing you and she coaching against you, that had to help you within the search process, didn't it? Yeah, I, I believe it helped just from the standpoint she she knew the, the product that we would put on the floor at Daytona and how we, we worked uh, not only against her, but how we, we worked together. Like we, we were always programs that, would respect each other from afar as, as well as in game. So 
I, I think that definitely helped me in the, in the process. You know, sometimes, Russ, uh, coaches have an M.O. You know, we play fast or, you know, we were a, d- mm-hmm. a defensive team. Do you have that sort of thing? What is your sort of your, uh, your moniker, if you will, as you coach? Uh, what we're going to want to be is a team that is going to put pressure on the opposing opponent, obviously, and it's going to be offensively and defensively. So we want to be a team that we're going to play fast. We want to see if you can think on the run offensively, and then we want to be a team that pressures the basketball and see if you can think with pressure defensively. Uh, Talk about your team. What do you like about your team as you enter the season here? I've got two good kids, uh, and first and foremost, they, they are just likable young ladies. Uh, and, you know, you're not always going to have players that you like, and I, I genuinely like this group. They, they're they very sociable. They come by the office. They, they want to talk about their day. They want to tell me how their day's going. And then they, they, they're putting in hard work on the floor. So I, I appreciate that from them. I mean, we've got, uh, I believe it's four, no, excuse me, five freshmen, and then one freshman who was a transfer. So we're, we've got a good mix, and then we've got the six returners from last year. So we've got a, a good mix there. Uh, not a lot of size this year, but I think we've got a lot of heart. We've got a lot of players that will play out of position with what they would normally play, but they're going to give me everything they have, and that's all I can ask for. And if somebody's going to go watch your team play, you got some Gainesville kids, some local kids in the team, right? I do. I do. We have three. We've got uh, one sophomore, Sydney English, from P.K. Young, and then we've got two freshmen, uh, one, and they're both from Gainesville, uh, Gainesville High, Leah Houston and Tania Walker. One of the things I, I know uh, that when you go into a year, you try to establish a rotation. Ha- have you done – I mean, and it'll probably change as the year goes on. We know that. But as of this point, are you pretty satisfied or you know, where you think your rotation will go as you start the year? Uh, I, I couldn't say that we are, and part of that is because we've had to deal with some nagging injuries here and there, and so just as we think we're we're kind of set, somebody will go down, and then so somebody will step up and, and things along those lines. So I think we're still currently in a moving target phase. Unfortunately, <laughs> in that regard, we play on Friday, but I think long-term that, that'll help us because everybody will be used to receiving playing time in some form or fashion, and so if we do – continue on with injuries, somebody should be used to be stepping in and, and being able to take over that, that time for that period of time. Russ, let me, let me close with two things. I know you start Friday. I think you play East Georgia State College. When is your first home game? Our first home game will be next Saturday, the 11th. We play Edward Waters JV here, and that game's at 3.30 p.m. And the last thing, um, I know you have to play a conference schedule and all that, but I know the schedule has changed a little bit. But how do you go about making your schedule? What do you try to accomplish with that? Uh, for me, I want to play the best that we can that we can face. Uh, we we will have aspirations here to be a team that can compete on the state and the national level. Uh, now, if we can compete at the state level, we can compete at the national level because. Currently, there's three teams ranked in the top six in in the nation that are from the state of Florida. Wow! So, and and we're facing all three this year. So, right. <laughs> so you got Northwest Florida, who's number one preseason. You got Eastern Florida, who's number three, and then you got Gulf Coast, who's number six preseason. And we we face all three of them here. Uh, now, Eastern Florida, we they're 
in our conference. So we played them three times. So, but when we're when we're trying to create a schedule, we want to face the toughest teams because we don't want to get to a, the playoff round in the states and have to see a team for that first time, and then they're, they're not knowing what to expect. And not only that, it also helps when uh, I'm trying to get my young ladies placed at four-year schools because then the quality of tape is better, the quality of film. They'll they'll be able to say, well. I did this against a Northwest Florida or an Eastern or a Gulf Coast or Chipola, any one of the, the panhandle schools. So we try to always find the best possible teams to face. So it, it gives them just that to, to be battle tested. Russ, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, please say hello to, to Coach Stebbins when you talk to her. Uh, but thanks for doing this, and we'll get you back on. And good luck as you start the season. All right. Thank you very much. You got I'll, it, Russ. I'll thank you. Know. Yep. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Russ Jackson, uh, the new head coach, Santa Fe College Women. Uh, they opened up their season uh, on Friday. Uh, okay, until we will talk to the Beholds coach, Chuck Bell, at the top of the 1 o'clock hour, it's our time, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, your thoughts about the first playoff poll? Nothing I was happy to see, and look, I, before I say this, don't yell at me that I'm a Georgia guy, but as an SEC guy, right, the lack of schedule, if you will, didn't hurt Georgia. I thought it would, and it, it didn't, obviously. Um, so that was certainly something that was good, and I thought the committee – did a pretty good job overall. I mean, you could quibble with a couple of things. Um, and by the way, I don't know if you noticed this or not. Last night, the Fighting McElwains were on TV, Central Michigan. And after the game, he addressed that whole thing, you know, about that dude on the sidelines. And uh, they were not aware of it. Uh, they are investigating it. Uh, and uh, that's going to be something... Uh, to follow along, obviously, as we go along when that thing continues. Uh, so we'll kind of see what happens here. Uh, okay, let's open the phone lines for you, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. I'm going to try to get my email back up here because it froze on me. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to have it back. Yay. All right, Tim says, after the rankings dropped last night, it's clear the committee pays no attention to strength of schedule. Gators might as well drop Miami and UCF off next year's schedule and play UT Martin in Ball State, just like Georgia did this year. Why play much harder competition if there's no benefit? The risk outweighs the reward, in my opinion. Well, that's one week, but I get the point. Um, so we will see what happens after that. Um all right, CJ, I don't know what, I've been, I've been reciting my email for like 25 years, and he didn't get it right. So it's S. Russell, two S's, two L's, at W-R-U-F, like radio, University of Florida, dot com. Okay? And that's what I can tell you. Uh, Mark. Crazy how the dominoes fall sometimes. Two weeks ago, Armstrong had to begin putting a game plan together without any film on Georgia's tendencies when Bauer's not playing. Now has to prepare for an OC that's yet to call a game for Arkey. 
Well, I still think you – I don't know that in one week, Mark, you're going to wholesale change what you do. I, I just don't think – or two weeks because they had a bye week – that you're going to do that. Will they have some new wrinkles? Absolutely. I would think so. Will they do some things that maybe Florida has not seen on tape? Yes, I would imagine so. But that's I just don't think you can have a whole brand new entire offense uh, in two weeks. Mike says, you said Arkansas's practices were closed. Does that mean it was open before? No. Um, but after practice, and I still think you could still talk to him, uh, but he has, you know, from what I understand, closed off practices. I don't know that they were open. Um, I didn't think they were, but somebody can correct me with that. Uh, BB says a bit of an allegory. Let's say Coach Perrier was behind in the game he knew he needed to win. I don't think he would have played for a tie, especially if he thought the other team would surely score again. So why did our UF Athletic Association not design and build the new athletic facility to exceed those of the current at-the-time facilities of the Georgias and Bamas of the world, given our guys had to know those schools would be adding to their facilities, leaving UF behind again? Well, you're always going to get behind unless you continue to renovate, right? So, and here's the thing, and I'm doing this with no knowledge, but just because Alabama has it doesn't mean Florida has to have it. So that's part of it too. And remember, use of the word outdated, okay? It's been added to, from what I understand, okay? So could Florida add something to theirs in the next year? They could if they choose to do it. So that's the point. They've already, because they got theirs sooner than Florida did, they were able to add to it before Florida finished it. Get to uh, PG here. PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, so I just wanted to jump on that, that strength of schedule comment. I saw, I saw Georgia was one last night. What, what is the real benefit for an SEC team and I know they made these schedules in advance to, to if it's not an opening game at a neutral site where you're actually getting money as a, as the school, well, what is the benefit of like Miami next year being on Florida's schedule? If like say they were going to sell that game out anyway, no matter who it was. The benefit? I mean, you are going to financially. Gonna, yeah, there's a financial benefit. I think um, I was going to mention that, and I do think strength of schedule does play out in the end. Now, Georgia's going to have the benefit now of playing everybody in the SEC. So I understand where you're looking at, you know, those other schools that they played and you're thinking, well, why wouldn't why would another school do that? But it also has to be where the other schools you play, league schools, they play Georgia Tech, are good enough to offset that. I would have thought, as I said yesterday, PG, I thought the strength of schedule would have hurt them and not be number two. I was wrong. And remember this, too. Remember this, too. It is only one component. Yes. And and I feel some other conferences have to go outside the conference because obviously their conference isn't as strong. But if you play in the SEC, going forward, you think it'll probably go to nine, right, nine games. And then they expand the playoffs. Unless there's a financial benefit, you're going to beat your guys up physically. 
right? Next year's schedule looks like an NFL schedule for Florida. I'd get three quarterbacks ready. You know what I mean? It's that daunting. But, you know, looking forward, you know, you make that schedule in advance, you didn't know it was going to look like that. But if you go to nine SEC games, I like playing Miami, but I, I just don't see it unless there's something financial there. So that's all I got. Thank you, man. Okay, PG, thank you. I'll get your thoughts on that, too. Look, there are some who don't like playing cupcakes. If I'm spending the money to go see a game and a lot of money, I don't want to see, you know, directional school U. I want to see Miami. I want to see UCF. And I think in the past, strength of schedule has been a factor. And that's one of the reasons why schools have gone out and scheduled better because it was a factor. 1246, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Izzy McGarvey. Florida women's tennis team is competing in the Norman 15K and ITA Fall National Championship tournaments today as it nears the end of the fall season. The Gators women's basketball team opens its season with an exhibition game against Florida Southern here in Gatesville tonight. The last time these two teams met was December of 1989. After a win last night to give them the 3-1 series lead, the Rangers try to close out the Diamondbacks in Game 5 for their first World Series title in franchise history. Arizona must find a way to keep its season alive tonight in front of its home crowd. Tune in right here at 7 for live coverage. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Izzy McGarvey. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. FICARE Federal Credit Union is a great place to bank. If you're a health care worker, this is especially geared to you. It's a different name. It used to be My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, but it's got the same great people, same great service. It's the place I've done my banking for over 30 years. Give you an example. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. That's just one of the great things that they do. Also, you can use their concierge auto buying service, and FICARE lowers your rate by a quarter percent. And buy a green vehicle, and you can save even more. So if you're not with my company, switch today. You can find them online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Hey, North Florida, it's Jared, your trusted off-road and marine service director at Polaris of Gainesville. I'm back to remind you that the great outdoors is calling your name. From bounty holes to fishing holes, leave it to the pros at Polaris of Gainesville to keep your ride or vessel up and running. Being a team built up of outdoors enthusiasts, we value and understand your time out on the water for battling the trails is important. So come on down to Polaris of Gainesville and experience our state-of-the-art parts and service facility, where our certified staff and technicians are here to help prevent those bad days from happening. From backcountry rides to salty tides, we service all makes and models such as Polaris Off-Road, Slingshot, Gem, Tracker Marine, Key West, Carolina Skiff, Yamaha Outboards and Watercraft, Mercury Marine, Suzuki Marine, and more. Have a damaged utility vehicle or a boat and need help with those big corporate insurance monsters? Let us do the estimate to help you recover. No problem is too big or small for Polaris of Gainesville. We are your North Florida premier off-road and marine service center. Give us a call today to set up an appointment at 386-418-418. 4244. Top tier tree specialists. 
specializes in tree removal, tree trimming, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris hauling, and emergency tree service. We are experts in storm recovery and have the team and the proper equipment to provide you with professional results. Trust your tree service needs to the experts at Top Tier Tree Specialists. And don't wait. For disaster to strike, visit us online at toptiertreespecialist.com. Licensed and insured for your protection. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please treat responsibly. Worn out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Goodyear tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. The 40th running of the Breeders' Cup World Championships is finally here. It's the ultimate racing showdown that every owner, trainer, jockey around the globe has their sights set on. With $31 million in purses and awards, there's a lot at stake, but only the best will claim the coveted title of world champion. Coverage begins Friday, November 3rd on USA, continues Saturday, November 4th on USA and NBC. And you can always visit BreedersCup.com, BreedersCup.com to learn more. Gator Talk with head football coach Billy Napier and the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Thursday nights at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. All right, we... Are about to end our first hour. If you're just tuning in, we have a new little wrinkle. You can now watch Sports Scene if you are a Cox Cable customer on Channel 6. So, hello to everybody who may be watching that way. In the meantime, we'll take your phone calls, questions, and comments. 3928255. Email uh, Russell at WRUF.com. William says, the poll really matters little right now. Uh, bottom line, as it relates locally, you win the league, you're in. That's simple. Well, yes, as it relates to but, – but to say it matters little, it does matter. I mean, this is the poll that counts, right? And it does matter in the sense of let's just say that you're number nine as opposed to number five. Well, it matters where you are. you got, you got more teams to jump. As it relates to Central Michigan, Mac needs to get Clarabelle on staff to sniff out any intruders. She's had plenty of time since she's not the starting quarterback. Uh, James says, I agree strength of schedule is not that important when comparing the undefeated teams, but it will come into play, especially next year when the committee is evaluating teams with one or two losses, especially when the playoff goes to 12 teams. Um, I don't know. I mean, is it is it going to be evaluated any more or any less because you have more teams. You're still going to evaluate it, but you have more positions or more spots 
to evaluate. So if that's what you're saying, I totally agree. But you still have to, if you're if you're number six and your strength of schedule is X, and you're Georgia and your strength of schedule is X at number two, I get it. Uh, Paul emails. Uh, can you give me some numbers on Arkansas? Where are they good? Where are they bad? They're not good in much. And I don't mean that in a denigrating way. They're just not. But you know what's interesting? In total touchdowns scored, Arkansas is uh, last in the league at nine. Florida, by contrast, has 18. Imagine that. Arkansas has nine touchdowns. Mississippi State and Arkansas both have nine touchdowns. That's it. Arkansas in total offense in this day and age, 267 yards a game. That's it. Dead last in the league. So, and they don't run the ball. That was supposed to be a strength of theirs. They are next to last in rushing. Only uh, Vanderbilt is worse. So, once again, you're, you're looking at a team that statistically has trouble. But that doesn't mean... I would imagine with a new coordinator, they got something to play for now perhaps, maybe just a new sense of purpose for them. I would be surprised. And they've been in a, almost every SEC game they've played this year, friends. That includes Alabama. That includes Ole Miss. That includes LSU. So if I'm Florida... I'm not sleeping on Arkansas in any way, shape, or form. And I don't care now who you're playing in the league. you got to get bowl eligible. That is job one this weekend for this team. I kind of felt today, see, we, we, we've now gone past the Georgia venom, and now we're into Arkansas when there's not a lot of oomph for that. But it is an important game. We'll get a couple of more emails before we close out the hour. Uh, Paul has an interesting question. He says, uh, I guess now we have to get excited about basketball since football is struggling to get to a bowl game. Florida's picked to finish eighth by the media. Do you agree with that pick? I agree that's about the area I would have picked Florida, given what happened last year and what we don't know about this team yet. But I think Florida will be better than a year ago. I think Florida has a chance, a better-than-even chance, if they stay injury-free, to make the NCAA tournament. And that's got to be the goal. Because for some reason... If Todd Golden doesn't make it, then year three becomes huge for him with a fan base. Doesn't it? I mean, if you're not going to give Napier time after less than two years, what are you going to do for him in year three? So I do think that's a big deal. Uh, final email here from uh, Harold. He says, 
if you had to grade Billy Napier 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, how would you grade him and why? I would give him a B minus. Is it, what is that, 7? Something like that? I don't know. Again, it's if I'm calling plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, that's, pre, that's a pretty good gig. I got Joe Burrow. I got Jamar Chase. I, I got, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a good gig. If I'm calling plays for the Chicago Bears, eh, not so much. So part of that, you know, is talent, but that's what I would grade him. So we will find out. Top of the hour, Chuck Bell, the coach at Buholtz Football, will join us. They'll play Trinity Catholic, John Brantley's team, to end the regular year. Buholtz has had a heck of a year. And uh, we'll continue to take your questions, calls, and comments tomorrow. Good show for you. Among the guests, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will join us. Quinn Grovey from the Arkansas Radio Network will join us to talk more about the Razorbacks. Friday, Herm Edwards joins us. And then either tomorrow or Friday, JY will join us. Jacob Young, former Gator, who made his big league debut this year with Washington. He will tell you about that experience, which was a cool one, I'm sure, for him. And think of this. Dane Dunning might get a World Series ring. Yeah. All right. Hour one's in the books. Call us up, Talks and Sports, in hour two. 392-8255. That's the number to call as you listen to Sports Scene ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Where is your pain? Knees? Hips? Back? Don't let it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is your only option. Call QC Kinetics now for the future of pain relief. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. This is the science of using properties from your own body to bring you lasting relief with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics is trusted by patients all over America, over 150 clinics nationwide with advanced protocols that can get you moving again. Get started now so you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. These new advanced regenerative treatments are getting amazing reviews. Let the medical pros at QC Kinetics give you the better path toward that pain-free life. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Gary's Tackle Box, Gainesville's destination for fishing equipment and supplies for over 30 years, is now having one giant retirement sale. Find huge savings on all your favorite brands on sale now through November 22nd before they close their doors forever. Incredible store-wide discounts on rods, reels, lures, apparel, sunglasses, and more. Don't miss it. Gary's Tackle Box Retirement Sale for discounts on everything you need for a successful catch. And from everyone at Gary's Tackle Box, thanks for fishing with us. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. I'm Steve Russell. Thank you for making time of your busy day to call us and join us on Sports Scene. If you're just tuning in, we have a new little perk. Uh, you can now watch us. If you're on the Cox Cable System on Channel 6. So uh, welcome to all of those who may be visually watching us as well as hearing us on radio or online or wherever. Uh, Daniel is our producer today as well. We thank him for his work. Well, the high school football season, which seemingly just began, is rapidly winding down. The regular season is winding down. The playoffs around the corner. A team has had a terrific year so far as Buholtz. Their head coach, Chuck Bell, joins us. Chuck, man, good to have you. Um, I know at the start of the season when we talked, you were very high on your team. A lot of talent. It's, it's proven that way. Ha- have things sort of worked out the way you thought they would to this point? Man, Steve, uh, good to hear from you. Like you said, man, it feels like just yesterday we yeah. were talking about getting re- getting ready for week one against yeah. Lake City, and yeah. and gosh, here we here we are, here we are. Um, you know, I appreciate the uh, the compliment. You know, I, to say that, uh, I guess I guess honestly, as as a coach, you you have a blueprint for a year, and and you have an idea of how things are going to shake out. But in, in this sport, so many things can can change your plans, can derail your hopes, can, can end, uh, can, it can take a lot of different turns. And, you know, it seems weird to say, but I guess thus far things have worked out in our favor. We've been able to, uh, to dodge the injury bug. Um, we've been able to, you know, last week was our first game that we, we trailed after the first quarter. We've, um, we've, we've been able to win most of our games um, by a pretty significant margin. But, uh, you know, Fleming Island, they had senior night last week and um, got a little help from the officials in a few areas. And it was just <laughs> seemed like what could be one of those perfect storms. But, uh, you know, we, we came out and we had a, a – we outscored them 22 to nothing in the fourth quarter and, and ended up winning that by a couple of scores. But, you know, to get back to your initial question, I, I guess I guess if – if you could say that, yeah, I mean, everything has kind of worked out how we hoped um, and maybe not how I expect. You hope always that you're going to be 9-0 and and you're going to win all your ball games. I don't know if you really truly expect that that's going to play out perfectly, but, man, so far um, the football gods, as, as Coach Spurrier used to say, have been pretty good to the Bobcats this year, so we're rolling right now. How do you balance getting ready for the playoffs and playing your final game against uh, John Brantley's team in Trinity Catholic? Um, you know, in our case, with the way that the playoffs have, 
um, have changed in the format and the, and how you how you even figure out if you're in the playoffs. Um, in the state of Florida, you don't know the formula, <laughs> so we're playing we're playing to make the playoffs, uh, not knowing the formula for it. And really, we're in the case right now of we don't know exactly who we're going to play. Um, there's been a couple of shakeups in our region, um, so we have a, we have a couple of ideas, but. Man, to to think that you know, even though even though we feel pretty comfortable that we're going to be the number one seed in our region, um, to overlook a, a Coach Brantley led Trinity Catholic team that um, has played a, a really really tough schedule. I mean, whoop, Chuck, we lost you. Okay, Chuck, if you can hear me, we lost you. Okay, let's go ahead. We'll try to call him back, Daniel, um, and just apologize. We just we just lost him. I don't know what happened there. Um, we'll try to get him back. Uh, yeah, and they are going to play uh, John Brantley's team, uh, Trinity Catholic. And he, I have seen that schedule. That schedule is unbelievable uh, that that John has played. Um, but hopefully, it pays dividends for him um, because he has. When you do that, sometimes uh, you can over-schedule at, at some point. Um, but the idea is certainly to play a tough schedule, which hardens you uh, for the regular season. Nothing? Okay. All right. We'll just – let me see if I can maybe get hold of him here. Um, all right. We'll open the phone lines so we can get Chuck back, 392 392- Eight two five five. You can email uh, s russell at wruf dot com, uh, and hopefully we'll get uh, Chuck back here and try to get him back on. As uh, technology sometimes is good, sometimes technology is bad. By the way, uh, to a couple of earlier callers about the playoff and the schedule. Uh, Dennis Dodd, who's been a guest of ours many times uh, from CBSSports.com, wrote a column about uh, what the possibilities will be when the playoff expands next year. Now, if you remember, Florida Athletic Director Scott Strickland was on that committee at one point. And I'm going to tell you uh, what Scott was quoted as saying, and it's interesting based on uh, some of the things you all have brought up. Okay, let's see if we can get Chuck back. Chuck, you there? Sorry, sorry about that, Steve. Don't know what happened there, but lost you. Yeah, we just that just that was weird. Uh, I think we were talking about John's schedule and about who you didn't know yeah. the, the playoff format. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're 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 full steam ahead on Trinity, man, and, and you know it, it we. We have a couple of ideas of who we might see in the first round of the playoffs, but you know we're we want to we want to be a team that you know um, not only you know obviously a state title is our goal, but I think that it would be a uh, it'd be a cool feather in our hat to be the uh, third or fourth undefeated ten and zero team um, in regular season in the history of Buholt High School. So we're, we've got we're, we're totally focused on Trinity right now and. Um, Sunday at 10 a.m. We'll figure out what our playoff bracket looks like and who our first round will be. But man, we're we're really looking forward to this game at seven o'clock on Friday in Ocala. You know, and I think sometimes, 
you, you forget. I mean, there's been teams that have won championships that have lost a game. But, man, it's tough to go unbeaten, especially with the schedule you've played. So I can certainly understand, you know, why going unbeaten is a big deal. It's a big feather in your cap. Yes, sir. No, I, I think our our, last, our our state championship 1990 team, I believe they're 14-0. and um, So, you know, <laughs> I don't want to put the cart before the horse. we got a long way to go, man. But, yeah, we would, we would have the opportunity if, if – if we keep winning ball games and are able to win this Friday night, to uh, you know, to maybe 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 separate ourselves. I know Coach Whittemore was on that 1990 team, and it would be fun to be fun to have that discussion of man 1990 versus the uh, 2023 Bobcats. But heck, man, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves on that. We got a long way to go. We're we're like I said, we're really focused on a, a well coached Coach Brantley team that's uh, that's got a lot more firepower, I think, than people believe or people know right now. Uh, I'm going to end with this, Chuck, because you know coaching is such a unique thing. You, you get to bond with young men and young women, whoever you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but you got this job, and you knew there was talent. Has this year being the head coach there has has it been everything you thought it would be? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question, Steve. <laughs> has it been everything I thought it would be? I guess. Yes, from a standpoint of, um, you know, no longer is it just about the X's and O's for me. You know, it's fun to be a coordinator and, and have all your, really all your focus and your attention is spent on, on game film, on practice preparation, on your, on your game day call sheet. Um, and, and obviously in this role, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. And, you know, sometimes I wish I could just get back to the X's and O's of things, but man, I, I really, it's just, it's, it's humbling to be in this position, you know, going out trick or treat with my kids last night. And man, it, it, I've never, heard, I've never met so many people. I, I didn't know so many people knew who the heck I was. And it's, it's a, it's a coach bell, coach bell. And all right, go cats, man. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's humbling. Um, you know, I love the fact that our, our high school over these past four or five years has really become the the face of Gainesville when it comes to high school sports and specifically high school football um you know so a lot of hard hours a lot of hard work but man it sure does pay off on Friday nights when when your boys you see you see the excitement in your boys' face and um and and everybody's giving you that a boy it's it's a good feeling and um, you know, I, I, w- I wouldn't have it any other way. All the work that we put in as a coaching staff, uh, you know, it, it's really paid off for us this year. So hard work, a lot of extra hours, a lot of, a lot of extra stuff that maybe you don't, as, uh, and you don't encounter as an assistant coach, but, um, you know, just proud to be the head football coach of Buholtz and, and glad that the, uh, the on-field result has been as positive as it has been this fall for us. Well, I wish you luck. Uh, by the way, when you see Brantley, Please tell him I said hello. I've known him for a thousand years, so please give him my best. I, I wish you luck, and I always appreciate you being here, Chuck. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Sorry about the little snafu hey. there. We'll hopefully talk to you soon here in the playoffs. You okay? got it. You sure will. Thank you, Chuck. Chuck Bell, uh, coach at Beals, having a phenomenal year, and uh, let's hope it continues for him. All right, the rest of the day, uh, it'll be us, so 392-8255, and you can email the show. Uh, S. Russell at WRUF.com. If you do have a thought on the uh, first playoff poll, uh, you can certainly let us know about it. But I will uh, give you 
what Scott Strickland said when, when I get back here, uh, when it comes to what his role was and uh, what the future might be with an expanded playoff. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Major Carmona. The Gators women's basketball team will begin the 2023 season tonight with an exhibition game against the Florida Southern Monks. This will mark the eighth meeting between the two schools as Florida leads the all-time series 7-0. Tip-off is scheduled for six. The Orlando Magic fell to the Los Angeles Clippers Tuesday night 118-102. Forward Paolo Banquero led the team with 15 points, but the team shot a poor 23% from three. The 2-2 Magic will look to bounce back Thursday against the Jazz. The Texas Rangers and Arizona Dimebacks will face off tonight in Game 5 of the World Series. With a win tonight, the Rangers will claim their first title in franchise history. You can tune in for live coverage right here at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Adrian Carmona. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know, I've been telling you about the Roadhaver Boys Ranch in Palatka for a while now. Great charity. It's for a great cause. And maybe the best thing about it is it helps young people. That that's what you really want to do. Any way you can help somebody who's young get their life back together, straighten it out, that's what the Road Heaver Boys Ranch attempts to do. And they need your help to do it. And the way your help happens is your donation of an unwanted, unused vehicle. And it can be just about anything. Motorcycle, car, boat, RV, doesn't matter. You give the donation. These kids take the donation and they refurbish and fix up the vehicle, then they resell them. This is how they learn to work. This is how they learn real-life skills. And remember, your donation is tax-deductible, so it will help you as well. To find out more about this terrific local charity, just go to rbr.org or Google Boys Ranch Palatka. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do, and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge auto repair shop. Now looking for qualified auto mechanics to join their growing team. If you're a self-motivated worker with an attitude for excellence, Bush Auto Repair is looking for you. Enjoy competitive pay and a family working environment where they've been keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call 352-372-0372. That's 372-0372 now or at chuckbushautorepair.com. 
The biggest and final store-wide sale of the year is this weekend at International Diamond Center. Get extra savings store-wide, up to 20% off virtually everything. Or get 36 months, zero interest financing. Double the selection. Designers showcasing their entire collections. Viragio, Simon G, A. Jaffe, and so many more. It's a three-day, $60 million event. Lowest prices before the holidays. And over a 1,000 new diamonds. Trust me, you can't miss it. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. Only at IDC at Celebration Point. On approved credit. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's m-m-e-r-i.famu.edu. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Marry, educate, learn, talk. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, if you listen to the show, you know Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland's been here numerous times. And he was on, at one point, the College Football Playoff Committee, helping to make selections as to who got into the four-team field. Uh, this is what he said uh, to Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com, and I don't know that I agree with it. He said the record shouldn't matter as much as the quality of the team. I go back to the basketball selection committee example. That happens all the time. Teams whose record doesn't look as good as others, but they played a much better schedule, had a much better resume, got in, and got a better seed. The, the, the problem I have with that is there's more of a sample size in basketball. You, you play more games, obviously. So let's just say that next year's schedule for Florida is brutal, right? And they finish 6-6. Six and six. You're going to be a top-12 team with a 6-6 six and six record? I don't know. I get it because the argument's going to be made. Now, it's also what you do against those teams, right? If you're 6-6... Six and six, and you get blown out in those six losses, I don't care if it's tough or not. You got blown out. But if you are competitive in those losses and somebody else goes 10-2 and and plays cupcakes, then what? He goes on to say um, that, you know, he was one of the, the ADs that changed the schedule to make the schedule tougher. Quote, Every AD is going to be watching closely these first two or three years of the 12-team playoff to see what direction the committee goes. If they pick shiny records that may not have been through as tough a schedule over teams that have challenged themselves more in the non-conference, it's going to dictate how teams schedule. I agree. I agree with that. Why? I mean, if you're not going to be rewarded in some way, shape, or form by playing a tougher schedule, why do it? Just, just beat somebody and get a win. So, it, it, I mean, a great column by Dennis if you want to read it, um, but it's good. 
It's really, really good. Um, this is an interesting uh, stat as well. CBS Sports Research has shown since the playoff began in 2014, an average of 7.3 teams from the combined SEC and Big Ten would have made the 12-team field. That only leaves less than five spots for the rest of the sport. <clears throat> Think of that. That's it, right? So if that's the case, then how is this opening things up? Because go back to the BCS, right? And even now the 14 playoff, a lot of the same folks in it. Since 2006, the SEC has dominated championships. Since the 1998 debut of the BCS, the Big Ten's played in most of the major bowls, now the New Year's Six. Cincinnati and TCU broke through the past couple of years. So I hope I can get your thoughts on this, but it's going to be interesting. John says, it may be that Georgia is that a good is good despite their schedule. Correct me if I'm wrong. When Florida played Nebraska for the championship, Nebraska's conference and overall schedule compared to Florida's was considered inferior. Many considered the Gators a favorite. Longtime Gator fans don't need to be reminded how that turned out. Whatever the Gators' standard supposed to be, Florida is still SEC level football, and Georgia's win was dominant. Uh, Andrew says, "What do you make of Kirby planning ahead before the UF game for Missouri?" Social media is making fun of us because Kirby just said it. Isn't this common, but coaches never actually say it out loud. Um, common, I don't know, but it happens sometimes. Yes. Isn't Missouri more of a game to plan for? They look tough. On paper, yes. They're ranked. Florida isn't. I mean, that, that, I think that answers that question. Todd says, I keep hearing Arkansas is a bad team. I don't consider a bad team when they lose to LSU by three, BYU by seven, A&M by 12, Ole Miss by seven, Alabama by three, Mississippi State by four. Florida beat Tennessee by 13 and crushed by number one Georgia by 23. Arkansas may be bad at closing out games, but to me, they seem pretty darn competitive. Florida opens as a six-point favorite at home. What aspect of this game do you see Florida lacking in? Do you think we can overcome that issue? I, again, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Arkansas, at least to date, hasn't been able to run the ball a lick. If they can't run the ball, they're going to be in for a rough day. I, it, unless, Je unless they do something different with K.J. Jefferson, I do think he's going to be more of a runner in this game to help the running attack. He certainly is big enough to absorb the punishment. Um. And then a lot of this is, what happens if a team gets behind? If Arkansas gets behind, it's going to be, here we go again. If, if Florida gets behind, here we go again. So I think that's part of this too. Vic, or VC says, if we'd have played a cupcake like every other team for our first game, we'd possibly be 6-2 and two right now. Things would feel a whole lot rosier for Gator Nation in the Billy Napier era. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, would that game have helped Florida in terms of getting to a playoff? No. No. And that's the balance here, right? Do you schedule enough, hard enough, tough enough, 
where the committee recognizes it, or do you hope that you play like Michigan? Who's Michigan played? And look where they are. So sometimes the domination of a team can also help in that. I don't want to talk to myself for the next half hour here. This is a sports talk show. The idea is to talk. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, I do have some emails, but I do want to be able to talk a little sports with you as well. But I think it's a fascinating topic. And obviously, Scott Strickland believes that playing a tougher schedule will help you make the playoff. That's why he went out and scheduled the way he did. Okay. Uh, now a couple of calls. Start with Chad. Chad, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, so I think Strickland's got a point when you get up to 12 teams in the playoffs, that tougher scheduling will matter. But I think something that might not be getting talked about a lot is, you know, right now who's number seven and who's number eight doesn't really matter. But when you get 12 teams, you know, do you think the committee's going to have a propensity to want to schedule, you know, to maybe adjust to, where they rank certain teams based on potential matchups and playoff games. I would hope not, because that's not their job. Their their job is to rank the top teams and not worry about, you know, who's going to play whom, except in this sense. Let's use the 12 teams, Chad. If, If I'll use the poll now. Ohio State's number one, okay? So does the committee go, gee, I got to worry about who who Ohio State's going to play at number twelve. No, you to me, you rank the team, and if it's Michigan at number twelve, so be it. If it's you know Florida at number twelve, so be it. The, in my opinion, the job of the committee is to seed and not worry about you know who's playing in what round. You, you would hope not, but it just seems like year after year, it almost just seems like the criteria changes for what the committee values. I mean, just look at the Big Ten. You know, there's years where, you know, strength of schedules matter. There's years where it's like, you know, oh, you have to win your conference championship. That matters more than anything else. And then other years it doesn't seem to make as big of a difference. So you'd hope not. Um, Do you think that, I I mean, I guess from the money standpoint, probably not, but do you think there's ever a chance where, you know, the NCAA kind of steps in and says, hey, like, you guys, are just, there's just not enough consistency and maybe go back to a computer model. Oh, um, I would say no. I, I think most people are satisfied with the committee and what they've done. I think for the most part, if you look at the body of work, it's been pretty good. So unless there was something egregious, Chad, where it was just something blatant, I don't, I don't see that. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Appreciate your call. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Get Jared real quick here. Hi, Jared. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. A couple of things. First of all, to me, what would make the most sense is, you know, obviously you take your your conference winners and they get an automatic bid just like they do in basketball. I mean, you could, you know, you could go with as many conferences as you wanted to, I suppose. and then, and then pick, you know, pick from there as far as far as who fills in the rest of it. Uh, something I want to talk about a little bit off topic, okay? Um, I, I think Coach Napier, I really, really like the job he's doing. I like the change of the culture. I like his recruiting. 
one of the things that bothers me about um, what, what he's attempting to do, to, to the best that I can tell, what, what he's trying to do is, 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 is sort of make us kind of like Georgia or Alabama where you, you get these great players and, and you just, you know, you, I mean, run game first and, and, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, when you look back at Urban Meyer and Steve Spurrier, one of the reasons they were so successful besides being great coaches was that they, they introduced something new to the league. I mean, Urban's offense was very new, and, you know, Spurrier's was, you know, nothing anybody ever seen before in the SEC. And I, and I just wonder, as good a coach as he is and as good a player as he can get, if he's got, how successful he's going to be doing the, basically the same thing, you know, that the Georges and the Alabamas do. And I'll hang up and listen. Okay, thank you. I guess the next question to that for me would be, what else is there, right? What what haven't we seen? Because look, what Steve did was not done. It was done elsewhere, but certainly not in this league. And Urban, what he did was seen, but not quite with the running quarterback, with you know all of that. So Florida was fortunate to get two pioneers, if you want to use that word or whatever. But they don't come along very often and you have to be fortunate to get them so i guess to answer your question i'm not sure what that would bring okay greg real quick here hi greg hey steve real quick question uh since the inception of the uh, tennis uh the excuse me sec championship game only florida's won four consecutive championship games and thusly a title in a row all uh, alabama almost did it but strangely auburn always got in their way so alabama could have done it from 2012 to 2016 but uh, uh auburn got in there thank you tigers but my question for you steve is is and i don't know what's going to happen with the future of the championship game but do you see this georgia dynasty winning four sec titles in a row like coach spurrier did in the 90s i'll listen off air go gators okay thank you greg i always go against the field i'm sorry i always go against Georgia, in this case. I play the field because sometimes it's a bounce of the ball. Sometimes you might get a really, really strong team from the West. It's how you play that day. I mean, sometimes the best team doesn't win when you get there. So I would, is it possible? Certainly. I think so. But I think sometimes people overreact, right? Now, nobody's going to beat George for the next 100 years. Well, okay, I get it. I get it. But injuries, complacency, bounce of the ball, you don't know. And by the way, to a previous caller, I don't know that he knows this, or maybe I misunderstood him. Remember, under the new playoff format, the six highest-ranked conference champions get automatic bids. So all you're talking about is the six highest-ranked teams left. That's that's what this is going to be. 132 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. It was super successful, and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Shop Black Friday every day and get the best new deals all month long, only at Lowe's. Right now, bring home your choice of a Craftsman V20 drill kit or impact driver kit for just $59. And there's more. Get Holiday Living 100-count mini incandescent string lights at the everyday low price of $3.98. Because Lowe's knows deals. Vowed through 11.8. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. QVC is throwing the biggest holiday party of the year. And you're invited. Our non-stop holiday party is coming to you live for 49 straight hours of holiday shopping, tips and tricks to own the season, non-stop fun, and so much more. We'll be joined by our favorite celebs and guests, but it won't be a party without you. Join us for our non-stop holiday party, November 4th and 5th, everywhere you watch QVC. This is Shopping Brought to Life. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25% and buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
today, skies mostly sunny and getting quite gusty. Winds today between 15 and 20 miles an hour. Temperatures cooler than they were yesterday. Highs today only getting into the 60s. Overnight tonight, getting downright cold. Lows tomorrow morning in the mid-40s. Tomorrow afternoon, it'll be a little warmer. Highs in the lower 70s, and our breeze will continue. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Today on ESPN Radio, fresh off their 10th straight postseason win on the road, the Texas Rangers hit one win for the World Series title. Can the Diamondbacks survive a must-win? Gone! Oh, boy! Seager absolutely annihilates one! Game 5 of the World Series. The Diamondbacks, the Rangers. Coverage continues tonight at 7. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. In the home stretch of our Wednesday show, speaking of that guy, Sean Kelly, he's here tomorrow. Take your questions, calls, and comments, so look forward to having him in studio live tomorrow. Also, more information on Arkansas. Quinn Grovey, their former quarterback, now part of the radio broadcast team, will talk about the Hogs tomorrow. And uh, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will also join us tomorrow. Um, by the way, the first poll that came out, the team on the outside looking in would be Louisville, right? Number 13. And this is interesting. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that are seven and one. And every one of those seven and one teams are ahead of Louisville. Why? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's the kind of argument you're going to have. Like Louisville's going to say, well, we're seven and one. And aren't we better than Missouri? Aren't we better than Penn State? So this isn't going to go away, right? In a 68-team NCAA basketball field, what do we always see? What team wasn't in, right? You're going to see that here too. You, you just are. And think about it. Louisville's going to say, we're 7-1. and one. We belong. And you know who else wouldn't be in the playoff right now? LSU. And they're pretty good. But they're out. So is Notre Dame. So, no, there's a ways to go, but you get where I'm going here. David joins us. Hi, David. Hey, Steve. Uh, first off, I'd like to see the Rangers win the World Series, but I don't want it to end tonight. I'd like it to go at least back to Texas. So we see more baseball, but uh, they also get to win at home. Now, you've got you've got a former Met on the Rangers, and I've got a former Cardinal who is really helping them until he pulled the oblique muscle with Garcia. Well, there's a lot of former Mets that help other teams. That's how it works with the Mets. They don't help the Mets. When they go somewhere else, yeah. they help that team. That's how it that's how it runs with the Mets. Yeah, that's well that's kind of crazy and it well some but a lot of times with the Mets, they are already great players when they're playing for the Mets. 
with the Cardinals, it seems like we trade away players who have the potential, and then they blossom somewhere else. That's that's the thing that kind of drives you a little crazy. Just like uh, I can't think of his name right now, but the pitcher with the Marlins went down there, and the guy was like unbelievable. So yeah, but I I mean I'm you and I are probably uh, a few of the baseball fans still left. Um, but uh, I, I'd, I'd like to see the Rangers win it. Just wait till they go back to Texas. Hey, Steve. Well, but before, uh, I, before I have you continue, let me just, I have not said this, but you brought it up, so I will. There was a lot of debate, first of all, about the popularity of Major League Baseball to, or the sport of baseball to start with at the big league level. Certainly at the college level, it's good. The TV ratings for Game 1 were the lowest rated Game 1 since viewership records were kept for Game 1. For Game 2, they were the lowest ever for any World Series game, period. And for Game 3, it was even worse. So the fact that, you know, two teams, and I think what this shows is... I'm not saying, as a baseball fan, I know some players on both these teams, but a casual baseball fan, if I said to, to, to them, name me three players on the Diamondbacks and three players on the Rangers, they probably couldn't do it. And therefore, there's no interest. So people like you and me, David, who are baseball fans, will watch the World Series regardless, but this kind of shows me one of two things. Either A, the sport, it's just not very popular regardless, or B, the sport's not popular because of the two teams with people that nobody knows. Yeah, I, I think the second, the latter, is probably more uh, fitting for this particular World Series. Um, but it's good to have some new new teams in there every once in a while. But I, I do think it does hurt ratings. Steve, do you know if everybody in the system gets a World Series ring if they win you mean within like the organization? Our, yeah, like, I believe uh, so. The guys that are playing in the lower league. Yes. Well, um, I don't know that the players in the lower leagues do, um, because I'll give you an example. Nick Belmonte has, is, you know, works worked for the Cubs, and he got a, if he's listening, he can correct me, uh, but he's got a ring from when the Cubs, you know, won the series. But I don't know to what depth that goes to within the organization. That'd be kind of sweet if Wyatt got a World Series ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's the case. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, this is kind of a, this is a question you're really not going to know the answer to, but I wonder, with Mississippi State not exactly being the greatest team in the world, would there be any chance that Creed Wimore would even consider coming back to Florida? Have a good day, Steve. Okay, thank you. I mean, uh, to answer your question, I mean, is anything's in this day and age, anything is possible. But I think the flip side of that is if you're, I'll use him, if you're Creed Whittemore and you don't think you're getting enough balls thrown to you, well, then you could certainly opt out. Or does Mississippi State make changes that – because they went away from the air raid and has had disastrous results. 
I mean, Will Rogers has been hurt a lot of the year, but you know they went away from that. And I get it. With a new coach, you want to have your own identity. It's been disastrous for them. So I think if you have receivers who are thinking about leaving, then you're going to have to do a selling job that, hey, we're going to get a system here. We're going to throw the ball consistently, you know, blah, blah, blah. So like I said, any, anything in this day and age is possible. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. Final segment coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Adrian Carmona. The Gators men's golf team is currently competing in the East Lake Cup in Atlanta. At last look, Florida is down 1-2-2 against Georgia Tech in the finals. Tyler Wilkes is currently up 1 through 10 holes. The Orlando Magic fell to the Los Angeles Clippers Tuesday night 118-102. Forward Paolo Banquero led the team with 15 points, but the team shot a poor 23% from 3. The 2-2 Magic will look to bounce back Thursday against the Jazz. The Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks will face off tonight in Game 5 of the World Series. With a win tonight, the Rangers will claim their first title in franchise history. You can tune in for live coverage right here at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Adrian Carmona. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways, but it's important to be prepared for the journey regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. International Diamond Center's most anticipated sale of the year is this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Our biggest and final store-wide event. Get up to 20% off or get three years zero interest financing. Getting engaged, upgrading your diamond, looking for that perfect gift. You can't miss this. IDC's best prices on all ring, earrings, bands, bracelets, fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds. Save up to 20% or get three years zero interest financing. It's incredible. And it's this Friday through Sunday only and only at IDC at Celebration Point. Every year, millions of people find a health plan at healthcare.gov during open enrollment. They enjoy more doctor visits, Say ah. pick up prescriptions, Thanks. and find the care they need. With the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 a month or less with financial help. Enroll by December 15th for coverage starting January 1st. Healthcare.gov is here for millions, like you. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Sunday. 180! 
The pewter pirates are looking to right the ship and end a three-game losing skid. When they invade the Lone Star State to bang pads with the Houston Texans. Caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay, Mike Evans. Get ready for four quarters of nonstop action. All right, listen up. Pre-game at noon, kickoff at one, right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. Talking the talk and walking the walk. You are listening to Florida's preeminent sports radio station. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sometimes it's pretty amazing, you know, when you can listen or watch or whatever. I just said to you, if my buddy Nick Belmonte is listening, he'll correct me or he'll tell me, and by God, he is. Uh, and, you know, I've known that guy. He and I have been friends for more years than I t- can t- care to tell you. He says, I was sort of half right, scouts and minor league staff, managers and coaches, traditionally always get rings. Minor league players usually don't, which is what I thought. But he does say that's ultimately up to the team owner. Because if the owner wants to reward everybody in the organization, he could, but traditionally players don't. So thanks, Nick. Appreciate you. Let's get Paul here on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Hi, Paul. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. You grew up in the era of watching TV in the afternoon where a lot of times folks would end up in quicksand, right? Gilligan's Islands, Westerns. Yeah, yeah. How deep in quicksand do you think Napier is a caller? And it goes back many months. I can't take credit for this, but he said he felt like Billy Napier would get fired in the next few years or that there would one day be a statue of Billy Napier in the next several years. Which one might be true? Uh, I Probably I would lean toward firing. It's really hard to get statues, man. Think about that. And it's really hard to dig out of the quicksand, I think, that we're in now based on, you know, a, a poor first season, a season this year that, that has the potential to once again, you know, be six and seven, and then a gauntlet schedule next year. You know, beyond that, like, like it's going to be monumental, I think, pulling themselves or pulling the Gators out of this mediocrity that we're that we're in now and go go ahead uh let me give you i'm a history guy okay would you say that mike norvell was in quicksand at florida state he was about knee deep where is he now he got out there you go where's eli drinkwitz now so where's he again? In Missouri. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Top fifteen. So he ain't in quicksand. And Norvell, I would say, is in rarefied air at this point. Top four in the country. And those two guys were in quicksand. So there's proof right there. Now, are they making a statue of them? No. But they ain't in quicksand. And I think their fan base is pretty happy with them right now. And I don't know 
and I don't, you know, I don't know FSU's fan base or Missouri's fan base, but the fact that Norvell uh, was, you know, I think three and six in the COVID year, and five and seven, um, does, do they even care now? No, because he won ten games last year, and he's on that pace now. So who cares what he did in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one? And those are good examples, but I would argue that it knowing more about the Florida State situation, those fans seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel, picking up transfers, developing players, having an identity. I don't know that Gator fans even look for any of that. It's all, you know, the result. And, you know, it's like, you know, what has Napier shown to be good at? Has he shown to be a good play caller, a good coordinator of people, a good uh, game day coach? Most people would say, yeah. Nothing really stands out. That doesn't mean he's not good at it because ultimately you're looking at the record. But I'll flip the switch. I, I'll flip the switch here. I'll bet you if you ask that same question, Paul, to a Florida State fan in 2022 before the season started, you get the same answer. What, what has he shown me? Three and six and five and seven. Is there talent development? Is there recruiting? When you lose... It's hard to see light at the end of the tunnel. It is. And sometimes there isn't light at the other at the end of the tunnel. But those are just two examples that I can give you, and I'm sure I could find more, where, you know, Chip Kelly, another one. Okay? He didn't do great when he went to UCLA at first, and he's not great now, but certainly last, I think he won 10 games last year, and he's ranked this year, so he's, you know, found his way a little bit, so... All I can tell you is it plays out, but it doesn't help. And here's the dilemma of people like yourself and people who call here and call the postgame show. You have every right as a fan to vent, to question, to say I want him fired, to say he stinks, to say he sucks, to say whatever you want to say, you have the right to say it. Does it help the program? Does it help recruiting? Recruits hear that, but fans don't think of that, and I wouldn't either if I were a fan because I want to win. But I think sometimes the expectation of winning at the University of Florida, given its pedigree, is elevated. Sure, and I think that the last fairness of this, or just to wrap this conversation up, Year three, all of those examples showed a tremendous step forward. And I think many of us, and I am not in line to get, because, you know, one is who are you going to get? For, I'm not a fired Yeah, doctor. I understand. I, I just understand. think he's got, he's got a, dig hole, a big hole that he's in. And then in year three, those guys showed promise. It's going to take a monument. A lot of things are going to have to change. Um, shoot, the, the other teams on the schedule – Things could happen in their programs that may make that schedule not look as bad then as it looks now. That's really where I see is that I see six and seven, six and seven, and another possible six and seven. Where else do you really go after that? Is really what I'm gearing towards. Well, and that third if, year is the pivotal one. If there's if there's three uh, six and seven seasons, then it would take a big leap of faith for any for any athletic director to look at a coach 
and say, I'm sticking with him. But I think, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to give this away now. I'm, I'm trying to put something together by interviewing current and past athletic directors off the record. And what I'm asking them, Paul, is to tell me what their criteria is. Right? What do they look at in terms of making the decision to let go of a coach? Because with Dan Mullen, for an example, it happened fast. It happened really fast. I mean, the, the decline was quick. Because beginning of that year, they weren't bad. But the decline was steep, and Strickland, I don't think, wanted to fire Dan Mullen, but really didn't have a choice. So we'll see down the road. All right. Thank Appreciate you. your call, Paul. Thank you. Andrew says, how do dynasties end? USC in 2003-2004 seemed like a dominate forever like Georgia currently. Here's how they end, Andrew. It's called history. Every dynasty ends. The Roman Empire ended. The Greek Empire ended. They end. Somebody else ascends. No one stands on top forever. That is a historical fact. And we can go and look at how dynasties end, and there could be a myriad of reasons why they end. But let me tell you one of them. Who are the two coaches here that had Florida to its pinnacle in football? Think they're pretty good? That's part of it. Because those dudes don't come around all the time. You, you, No disrespect meant here. Larry Coker can win a national championship, a guy like him. Okay? Is he going to sustain that? History shows he didn't. So that's part of it, too. Luck of the draw. Who do you get? You can, you can win a freak championship someplace. The everything. Uh, Ed Orgeron, hello? Where is he? I think he's selling hot dogs someplace. Right? He's a national champion coach. Well, what happened to that? And you, given that talent, given that juggernaut, you'd have thought that was going to last forever. Like Lee Corso said, not so fast, my friend. And speaking of that, that's it for today. We are done. Uh, our thanks to Chuck Bell, Buell's football coach, for joining us today. Sierra Clark does television work up in Little Rock talking about Arkansas and the new Santa Fe Saints women's basketball coach, Russ Jackson. Tomorrow, Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, Quinn Grovey from the Arkansas Football Network joins us. We hope you will join us tomorrow as well. Thanks to Daniel for producing. We appreciate you tuning in and now watching us on Cox Cable 6 if you're in town. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. See you tomorrow.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.